hello and welcome to Rhythms of Grace. Um, I am Christine and I'm here with Nate. I'm here. And Sung. Hey, hey. And we are starting a new season of Rhythms of Grace. Sung, what are we talking about this What season? are we talking about, Christine? You tell us. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I know I'd asked uh, about, you know, technology and uh, just all the different things that it does to our lives and mm. yeah. Yeah, so today, this season, we're going to talk about technology and how that intersects with our lives and our faith, and is there a, is there a way that our faith shapes uh, how we use technology and how it affects us? I, I like that uh, you said, like, how it intersects with our lives and our faith, because at first, when you said that, my initial reaction was like technology and faith aren't like connected like those are like separate mm. issues you know mm. like, like that's like where my mind initially went interesting um, i would beg to differ and that'll which, come later no i i think you're i think you're right i just um it's just interesting that that was my initial response mm-hmm. to that idea yeah cool what are your thoughts um yeah i have like a love-hate relationship with technology <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, because I think we all do. Yeah. I mean, mine is probably more divided than many people's because, because for a huge chunk of my day, Mm -hmm. uh, there's, I don't use technology at all. Mm -hmm. Um, cause if you're outside or whatever, it just doesn't, you know, doesn't really work. But then in the mornings and evenings, we are actually a very technology heavy household between my wife's business. And, you know, I have three, uh, four kids, three are in sort of post high school and one in high school, it's just a very, very heavy technology. So it's my life is sort of in two parts. Mm. I'd be happy to talk about them separately as the opportunity arises. Well, uh, let me frame our initial discussion Mm. on, maybe I'll call it the theology of technology. Mm. (laughs) Because uh, when we think of technology, we think of our iPhones Mm -hmm. or our tablets or Netflix, et cetera. And that is true for us here in in the 21st century. But uh, I would argue technology has been a part of human history. And therefore, the biblical narrative is uh, a story of technology. Mm -hmm. So like when Adam and Eve, is, uh, they're walking in the garden and um, God has, that's Genesis. And, And then... Uh, of course, Revelation 21 is this uh, vision of this new Jerusalem, this city, right? So e- even in the beginning of time, God had envisioned uh, what I would call civil the development of civilization, mm. the, the development of tools. Mm. And I would even say like the discovery of fire mm-hmm. back in the Stone Ages is technology. We don't think of it that way. Mm-hmm. But when you think of uh, and maybe you could call it tools or technology, but that, that's exactly what technology is. Yeah. It helps us in our daily lives. And I would say that that is the innovation of technology is also part of, uh, how, how should I say this? I don't want to say it's part of God's plan, but it's part of God's plan in terms of human history mm-hmm. and our um, relationship with God. Yeah, You know, because let, let's say, and God even uses uh, it, it, uh, I'll, I'll use fire as an example, and some might be like, "Well, that's not technology." Yeah, maybe not for us today, but mm-hmm. you know, God God communicated to let's say Abraham uh, with fire and Moses, mm-hmm. right? And, and it, it's only the discovery of development of technology that God actually uh, communicates more of who He is to His people as well, too. Mm-hmm. How does that sound? 
Yeah. I mean, I, I love that expanded definition. It makes me realize that, you know, by that sort of definition, I'm using technology all the time. Right. Blacksmithing. Yeah. That, that is a technology. Yeah. I don't know when it was developed, but at some point it was developed to uh, create tools and weapons and armor and, and all sorts of things. And so back in mid- medieval time, they would have said, oh man, this is such an innovative technology. Mm-hmm. Same with the printing press, right? The printing press, and this is a great example. The printing press changed the way God's people interacted with God's word. Yeah. Right? And so technology shapes how we interact with each other, with God, and even shapes our spiritual lives, yeah. I would say. So here's, a, here's like the, the Oxford Dictionary hmm. definition of technology, uh, which is right in line with what you're saying. It's simply the application of scientific knowledge hmm. for practical purposes. Hmm. So, I mean, if it's science and you apply it, you're using technology. So yeah. fire. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, the, even those simple, simple things. Gravity. If you're using gravity <laughs> legitimately, yeah. you know, right. that's that's a, a way of using technology. And I would even argue that technology um, in the best use of it, it uh, we are uh, um, pushing back the effect of the fall mm. like medicine. Mm. like um you you know like when adam and eve fall and god curses the ground and there's going to be weeds now we have weed killer (laughs) not that stuff that causes cancer what's that stuff yeah yeah round up round up right (laughs) but like natural weed like so so the development of technology uh, uh, in the best use of it it pushes back the uh, effects mm. of some of the, the fallenness of this world and yeah. the brokenness of this world. Yeah. It helps us. Mm-hmm. And, and so in that sense, I, I do think when we have that broadened vision of technology, it, it, it does intersect with our lives mm-hmm. and it does shape our faith and how we interact with it. Yeah. I mean, one of the other ways um, that tech, technology makes our work easier. Mm-hmm. So in, mm-hmm. in, in essence, you have to spend less time on the things that are merely for survival. Yeah. Like how many people actually think about their furnace turning on and off? Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? If you like were living in a cave and had it to gather firewood or whatever, like, like yeah. you, yeah, I mean like <laughs> me, like you're thinking about it all the time. Yeah. It's a, it's a real issue that takes a ton of time and attention. And so it opening up those spaces just for survival, um, actually, does give us time to some would say that Mm -hmm. is sort of what allows space for creativity, the arts, considering higher things like theology and God. So Mm -hmm. technology can give us space for those things to grow as well. Yeah. It reminds me of the, which is like, I know it's controversial, but the hierarchy of needs Mm -hmm. that um, it's like, yeah, you have to be able to feed yourself and clothe yourself and like know that you are safe before you can devote as much energy as you need to, to um, becoming creative or bettering yourself or doing, you know, doing those things that require just safety and energy and food and life. Yeah. (laughs) So here's a, here's a question based on that Oxford definition, Mm -hmm. which is said that it's like the the application of scientific principles for practical Mm -hmm. purposes. One of the things that feels a little different now, and, but I'm willing to be wrong about this Mm -hmm. is how much technology is used for entertainment Mm -hmm. now versus Mm -hmm. simply Mm -hmm. helping our lives be easier. And I wonder if, if that has, if that's sort of like at every stage of development, people were like, this technology (laughs) is blah, 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 you know, or if that's, if that really is a difference between now and let's say a hundred years ago, Mm. maybe call it like pre radio. Mm. Ooh. Yeah, I, I mean, 
I, I feel like from what I've read or heard, like every new tech, technological innovation, there was always caution mm. and uh, um, limits that people want to place and, and, and for good reason. And um, I, I feel, I mean, even when, uh, before Henry Ford invented the car, there, there was all this concern, like we humans can't live going like uh, beyond 20 miles an hour. Uh. Right. Yeah. And we quickly, so that, I mean, so on one hand, uh, some of it is not well-founded and others are, Mm. you know, like I I think of even our discussion, uh, in the culture, larger culture today of like what AI will do to humanity and corporations and and the economy, all sorts of things. Right. And, And even people like, uh, you know, some of the tech giants warning us of like, yeah, you, we got to regulate AI because mm. it's going to get out of control. Mm-hmm. And so I don't think that's anything new. Um, the, they probably said that when the advent of the television, yeah. the radio, oh, everything, sure. right? Oh, for sure. Um, I, I do think w- what's, what's become uh, evident o- over the decades is now our uncritical thinking use of mm. Mm. technology mm-hmm. yeah more so than the fact because technology is not inherently evil mm-hmm. again god uses yep. technology and, and its development um in, in in even our relationship with him mm-hmm. yeah i think that's like a, a good point just thinking about uh yeah when the advent of cars people were really skeptical of getting in cars mm-hmm. not because cars are a bad idea but because they hadn't they didn't have seatbelts and they didn't have airbags mm-hmm. and they didn't have, you know, sometimes they just exploded, which I know they still sometimes explode, but mostly hopefully not. Yeah. Um, and I do think, yeah, we uh, are just used to things seeming safe. Mm. Um, and any, when dangers aren't visible, like with a car, it was like, oh, I've seen that thing. It, uh, you know, it looks like it could explode. Um, but when it's like, oh, well, out there, someone is tracking my data usage. That feels right. like not really a problem in real life. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's kind of invisible. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, like uh, another way that I I, uh, I could think of one, we use uh, technology as a way to maybe try to explain uh, our relationship with God. Like you think of the... Um, uh, the invention of the clock. Hmm. Um, on one hand, you have the metaphor. Uh, I, two different analogies come to mind. One is, well, when you look at a, if you find a clock like uh, on the beach, like a watch, you, you know that uh, it was designed by somebody. It mm-hmm. couldn't have just come together. And so sometimes the whole in- intelligent design uh, theory comes as a result of, uh, of technology. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, but then at the same time, uh, you have deists who say, yeah, God just kind of created the world and wound it up like a clock mm-hmm. and then just let it run. And so, like, we, we use uh, everyday uh, tools uh, that was innovative technology hundreds or thousands of years ago to even try to wrap our mind around mm-hmm. who God is yeah. who God is, and what he's like. Yeah. And so I, I think that could be said even when you think of the iPhone or even 21st mm-hmm. going into the 22nd century. Yeah. Um, so it's just, it's just a, a broader way to think about technology um, when it comes to even our theology. Yeah, I do think it's helpful. We probably don't even realize... Again, because technology, it's like a fish. It's like the water we swim in. Mm -hmm. You wonder, 
it, how much it impacts our perspective on faith and God mm-hmm. without, without even really realizing it. I mean, I think the, the, like the clock analogy is interesting because our concept of time is very, very tied mm-hmm. to a specific way of navigating time versus like sung in one of our earlier um, seasons where we talked about um, it, like the seasons of life, these mm-hmm. broad, we don't normally think that way. We tend to think of like, you know, hours, days, minutes, weeks versus sort of something softer like seasons, which before the clock, that is, that's literally like how you processed time. And so processing time differently, I think impacts our theology Mm -hmm. in ways we might not even realize. Yeah. I also think like the idea of a clock, um, is, is a good example of another thing that I think will come up throughout this series, which is the invention of the clock and especially of like, being able to sync clocks across cities Mm. is one of those things that um, on the one hand allowed everyone to be like unified and synchronized. And it allowed like us to do things that we never would have been able to do otherwise. But it also added a lot of stress to our lives in that time all of a sudden mattered in a new way and it was measured and it was um, yeah, it made our lives harder at the same time that it made it, better Mm -hmm. and i think that that is maybe the story of technology right (laughs) it is Is it's like yeah the things that uh, i I don't think any of us would be like no we shouldn't have clocks but also acknowledging like life in some ways was probably better before clocks just in terms of um yeah being able to navigate life in a more free and and natural way yeah i mean i've said this before but literally i wake up at rooster o'clock like we have (laughs) our we have our windows open and i sort of like the roosters start crowing about 30 minutes before sunrise and i just let that be my wake up Mm -hmm. and then you know i start my day and i'm it's never like that's never like you know, 10 o'clock or something, but it certainly moves over like probably an hour, hour and a half over the course of a year. And I just let my wake up time be reflective of that, mm-hmm. um, which is like, it's a really different yeah, way yeah. of navigating. Yeah. And, and your example, Christine, that really demonstrates how the, the clock, like you were talking about, really shaped how we interact with one another, mm-hmm. right? Uh, then it was like, let's meet at 10 o'clock. Yeah. yeah. And uh, everyone can sync to that time. And even uh, th- then with the advent of trains and automobiles, it's mm-hmm. like, well, the train will come to the station at yeah. this time. Yep. And if you're not there, so again, it, it shapes how we live our lives. Yeah. And so uh, we would say too, like, yeah, we're going to explore, I, I mean, all sorts of different technology, but again, the smartphone is kind of like the easy yeah. thing. Like the low hanging yeah, fruit. Yeah, it is. <laughs> because here we have like, I, I mean, like you were saying, Nate, it, it's like, on one hand, it's like, man, this stupid smartphone, right? It, it's mm-hmm. like, it, 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 it pesters me, it, it, it plagues me with beeps and notifications and all sorts of stuff. It, it, it uh, lures me to distraction to no end. It's a money pit. It, it's, it's both like, uh, it, it's a dictator. <laughs> At the same time, it's like, oh my goodness, what an awesome gift. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or a, a tool because it, it's everything from um, a traveling companion to a personal assistant to a gaming device to connection with family and friends. And, and so it is, it, it's, it's, uh, and, and I think too often we think too, like we, we don't think critically enough mm-hmm. about, uh, or, or like we were saying, we, we just think, what, is, what does my iPhone have to do with my faith? Mm-hmm. It doesn't. 
Yeah. Well, your faith has something to do with technology yeah. and therefore your use of. And and even, I mean, building out from there, mm-hmm. even realizing that the way that technology sort of encourages us, drives us, or as you said, sometimes dictates that we live mm-hmm. our life also has a profound impact on our faith. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's also, there's like sort of the immediate step relationship where it's mm-hmm. like, oh, well, if I'm looking at videos on my phone, I'm not actually like present in the world around me, for example, or it can be because, you know, this type of technology causes me to live my life in this way. Mm -hmm. That means that I'm not doing X, Y, Z. So there's also like the second layer of the way that technology impacts our life and our faith. Yeah, I guess, you know, it's interesting because I think my generation, it's like, uh, we've been told since like maybe starting in middle school of like the mental impact of, you know, like mental health Mm. impact of technology, um, which we've talked about mental health and faith and how, yeah, uh, even just like every type of rest impacts one another. But I think there's still like, oh, I like thinking that it impacts my spiritual life in addition to my mental health. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, this is, this is actually a really important thing to think about. Mm, Um, or that, yeah, just that it's interconnected not only with um, my relationships and my mental health, but also my relationship with God. And I think it's so prevalent, like yeah. your phone, because it's like you take it to the office, you take it to the bedroom, you take it on vacation, you take it to the bathroom. Yeah. I, I mean, it goes literally with you everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Um, like, if you ever had that sense of like, oh, I misplaced my phone, the panic that comes. Mm-hmm. Because on one hand, so much of your life is on there, credit yeah. card information, mm-hmm. all, all that stuff. At the same time, uh, and we'll talk about this in the next episode, it's like your source of uh, entertainment and distra- I mean, or, or distraction, mm-hmm. right? Where then you don't have to focus on the hard things or, or eternity or, mm-hmm. or anything else. You could just focus on, you know, your your you know, your score on whatever game you're playing. Mm-hmm. Right. So it, it, it is, it's, um, and I think the more we talk about this, the more, even as we talk about it, I'm like, Oh wow. Yeah. This impacts so much of our lives. And like you said, Nate, it, we're like fish swimming in water. We don't yeah. even see it. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I think the thing that's really telling is, and, and many people know the story, but the, the, the time when everybody was unwrapping their, their first iPhone, Right, uh, Steve Jobs was shielding his kids from the very technology that mm-hmm. he mm-hmm. helped build. Mm-hmm. Right, and um, that's just really telling too. And so yeah. did a lot of the Apple executives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I remember when when we got our first iPad. It was a gift that somebody got like for our family when my kids were really little. And mm-hmm. I remember we didn't have smartphones at that point. I think I had probably had a flip phone. And I remember being. Like almost instantly, I could see the difference that it made in the way that our family engaged with technology. And I remember thinking like, this is a fundamental shift in the way that our family engages with tech. But there was something about like um, having to like go to a computer to do something. So like if the kids wanted to play a game, they had to like go, it was sort of like, it was sort of like we had to go to the technology Mm -hmm. and suddenly (laughs) the technology came to us. And I just remember feeling how significant, and I think it's important to to note, I'm not saying good or bad. I'm just Mm -hmm. saying like, oh, this is a huge shift. You know, the Mm -hmm. computer used to sit in a back room yeah, and you know, if the kids weren't in there, then we weren't, they, we knew they weren't engaging with technology. Mm -hmm. And now suddenly any chair, any room at any 
any time they could be. And so just feeling how different that really, really was. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. I'm like trying to think back to my earliest <laughs> memories of technology. And I like vaguely remember flip phones is kind of like my, my timeline. Like my first phone had a screen that like lit up mm. um, and had games on it and all of those things. And, um, but I do, I remember like that shift uh, just in like attention from like uh, the like dark screens to the first time I, I got my phone and it had like that bright lit mm. screen. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is so exciting. So high tech. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think in our discussion, I, I think we're going to try to avoid the extremes. And, and I'll just say, I think the three of us, while we're, we're at different points on a continuum, uh, like in the median, we're going to avoid kind of this utopian optimism of technophilia uh, mm. of just like, oh man, right? Uh, early adopters love everything about it mm -hmm. without critically thinking about it. But we're going to also try to stay away from the dystopian pessimism, uh, the uh, technophobe Luddite, mm. right? Mm -hmm. that, that I mean, we you can't escape technology. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. E even though e even people who live on a farm. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh. It, it's everywhere. Yeah. And I think the other thing we're going to try to talk through and think through is what's not helpful. I think in this discussion is uh when people say oh you know like just um um what is it either guilt or shame people into like oh you, you know afterwards you just kind of feel like oh man i shouldn't touch my phone at all mm -hmm. right like that guilt and shame is it, it can be a powerful uh, immediate motivator mm -hmm. it does not bring about change in your priorities yeah. and your affections and your habits of daily living yeah and so we want to kind of explore and mm -hmm. discuss um w uh, maybe some broad uh um, broad ideas, but maybe even just sharing kind of wh what we do in our lives and what what uh, benefits and what harm we see, uh, even as it it affects us. Yeah, I think it's so fascinating that there is all sorts of technology that we engage with that we don't even think of as technology anymore. Mm -hmm. Like that, it moves from. Uh, I mean, I think it'll just be interesting to to notice how it moves from sort of being new and extraordinary to being so mundane that we don't even mm -hmm. give it a second thought. Like yeah. I'm using power tools all day, mm -hmm. right? But I wouldn't be like, wow, well, I'm, I'm, I'm tied to technology. Well, I am mm -hmm. in some ways. I'm not going to drill a hole like without a, without a power drill. Right. right? Mm -hmm. um, but I, we, I think there's lots of ways where we're not even realizing that those things are making an influence. Mm -hmm. And I, 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 at least for me, this goes for me, the things that I say or I share, and I won't speak for both of you, but um, I want our listeners to know I am processing this and preaching to myself mm -hmm. first and foremost, right? Like if it sounds like I'm coming down on people, that, that's not it really. Like at the end of the day, I'm preaching to myself because you know what? I, I do love technology. Mm -hmm. I, uh, you know, my wife and I, we often talk about like, um, different things, right? Like I, I, I can't wait for the day when it, it may be, uh, it, when we have a, uh, a driverless car, mm -hmm. right? Amy's like, no way. I don't want that at all. Uh, and, uh, we have our reasons, right? I'm like, Oh my goodness. You, again, this isn't a great reason. Like, do you, can you imagine all the stuff I could do and yeah. get done while the car is driving itself to wherever we're going instead of me like having to drive? And then, um, or, or even, 
uh, you know, I, I sometimes I'll say, yeah, you know, aim like in, in the future, uh, whatever hot topics we're talking about now, like, man, people are going to be like cyborgs and, and digital like robots. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. And she's like, Oh my goodness, I can't even. And I'm like, Oh, I think that's kind of cool. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so we're on opposite ends of the spectrum in terms of, uh, uh, maybe I would say embracing the idea of future technology mm-hmm. and, and then kind of like some of the, the dangers of it. Yeah. So, yeah, I would second what, what you said about just like, yeah. Uh, Right now, I'm in a space where, like, I'm processing my relationship with Instagram mm. because I don't think it's in a great spot. And so I'm, like, trying out different, like, boundaries mm. and different strategies to make sure that I'm able to be mentally and spiritually healthy and also keep my social media and connections with family and friends. Um, and so I'll probably say things like, this is what I'm doing around technology. Mm-hmm. This, that's not, this is not, I would not say this is the only way to do mm-hmm life with technology yeah. but um yeah so i just wanted to second your yeah. <laughs> your statement well, and i for one i'm going to try to talk about the technologies that we don't necessarily think of mm-hmm. as technology because i actually think that's a very very helpful way mm-hmm. to process our life and and therefore our faith as mm-hmm. well yeah i think it makes a huge difference yeah you know the fact that you can get in a car for example and drive 20 minutes to a church versus mm-hmm. ha- ha- it having to be someplace that you could walk to yeah, yeah. or bike to that that's a huge huge thing that yeah. we don't even think about as being an impact but mm. i'm going to try to keep coming back to that yeah right because you're you're um, community of faith back in the days of Little House on the Prairie was everyone in it your was, in your town. It was your community was your community yeah. was your community. Yeah, yeah. There wasn't another one. Right, right. And so even that, uh, even the the development of the car automobile has shaped. Yep. Uh, again, our relationship with God, our relationship with each other. Uh, something you mentioned when we were talking about time. The other thought I had, and it just totally skipped my mind till now, is. You know, we're like, remember the days of dial-up internet, Nate? Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? And you just had to wait there. And then now, it's like, if 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 you don't get connected right away, you're just like, what the heck? Yeah. Right? You get, you, there's, you get so angsty, and at least I do, and angry. And, and I think that, like, somehow, I, I think we project that into unanswered prayers with God. Yeah. It's like, come on, God, I prayed about this yesterday. Yeah. Where's my answer? And the hard work of prayer and waiting is just lost to us. Yeah. Or or the, the fact that we have the entire like world's worth of information in our pocket. Yeah. Like I think I heard a comic talking about this at one point where it used to be like, if you were sitting around the table and you were like, Hey, who won the 1982 world series? And nobody knew that. I mean, like that, that was you it. just yeah. never knew. Right. And now, I mean, it happens all the time around my table because again, like I said, kids in college and high school will be talking about a topic mm-hmm. and somebody will be like, wait, what was the name of that actor? Or like, when did that happen? And someone will just look it up on their phone real yeah. quick. And I think the same thing happens. There's the sense of like, we sh- all information, it should be accessible. All mm-hmm. information is out there. And when you think about faith, that's actually not true. Mm-hmm. And we're so used to having everything that we could possibly want to know at our mm-hmm. fingertips that the unknowableness of God suddenly feels very, very strange and, and sometimes even like wrong. Right. So again, it's like, it's the threads are through everything. Yeah. 
Yeah, you lose that sense of mystery of who God is, right? Yeah. In, in an information age, mm-hmm. and information is different from, knowledge is different from wisdom, mm-hmm. right? Information is different from mystery. Yeah. And if you think, uh, yeah, so that definitely does shape our, our view of God, our relationship with God too. Yeah. So the more we talk about this, it's like, oh my goodness, yeah, like, yeah, let's look at the water we're swimming in, right? Yeah. So on one hand, we're not like anti-phone, anti-social uh, media, uh, because it, it's a it, it's a it's a great tool. At the same time, I'll say we're not necessarily pro phone and pro social media mm-hmm. either. Because uh, so we want to be be balanced in, in our approach, but understand uh, balance is not our uh, driving concern here. And so mm-hmm. if if Christine's like, hey, yeah, this these are the things I'm looking at in terms of my Insta- relationship with Instagram. Don't see that as like, well, you're leaning towards one or the other. No, mm-hmm. no, like. Uh, we're all going to have different uh, pockets of areas that we're uh, um, evaluating and uh, making adjustments to in our relationship with both technology and with social media. So mm-hmm. I, I think the thing that one last thought um, is uh, that is re- has been really convicting for me is, you know, as a pastor, uh, and, and this is true, you you often say like, oh, if you want to know the idols of your heart, just look at, you know, your your what you spend your money on, mm-hmm. your time and money on, right? And, and it's true, right? At the same time, I would say, man, the, in our technological age, you want to know what your idol is or the secret chambers of your heart? Look at your history on your phone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like seriously, right? Like, mm-hmm. the, you know, you have passwords to different accounts or this or that. Like that, that's the passwords that you don't, I mean, yeah. Like well, what's there, mm-hmm. right? When you dig into your phone, that, that, that almost reveals and exposes mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of what captures your heart, mm-hmm. what captures your eyes and, and your senses. That's like the new, uh, uh, um, kind of what reveals your idols mm-hmm. yeah because that's what captures your attention mm-hmm. you know so that 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 is just like oh wow that that's yeah for me yeah definitely man i'm excited to talk more about technology and faith um, over the coming episodes so hope you join us next time 